0: Okay, so we are doing Canto 9, Chapter 15. This is a chapter on Parshuram, the Lord's warrior incarnation. That means there was one other avatar which came into existence. Can you not make noise please? One of the avatars which came into existence... That was called the warrior avatar. It is uh, for, uh, uh, for the mankind. You will come to know the story because of its, a, it's a problem with the king of Hayayas. Hayayas is another race. Now one of the very important persons in that Hayaya, is, that is the king of Hayayas. So his name was Kritaveriya Arjun or Sahasrahar Arjun. He was granted one thousand hands. So, it's an interesting story, so we will come to know about that, how it happens. So, we are doing Chapter 15, Parshuram, the Lord's Warrior Incarnation. Subdev Goswami continued, O King Parikshit, from the womb of Uruvashi, six sons were generated by Pururava. Their names were Ayu, Shrutayu, Satayu, Raya, Vijaya and Jaya. So we are continuing with the generative aspect of the entire thing in two chapters we had done, which was how the race began. So here there is another continuation to it. So Urvashis, Urvashi you remember in the last chapter we had done, Urvashi is the one who was involved with Pururava. Alright, so they had six sons. The son of Shrutayu was Vasuman. The son of Satayu, that is Shutanjaya, the son of Raya Eka, the son of Jaya Amita, and the son of Vijaya Bhima. The son of Bhima and Kanchana, that is the last one. Hmm? That is Vijaya had Bhima. The son of Bhima was Kanchana. The son of Kanchana was Hotraka. And the son of Hotraka was Jahanu, who drank all the water of Ganga in one sip. So these are stories after stories after stories, but we are going to proceed towards the story of Parshuram. So let us see. The son of Jahanu was Puru. The son of Puru was Balaka. The son of Balaka was Ajaka. The son of Ajaka was Kusa. Kusa had four sons named Kusambu, Kanaya, Vasu and Kushanabha. The son of Kusambu was Gadhi. King Gadhi had a daughter named Satyavati, whom a Brahmana sage named Richika requested from the king to be his wife. King Gadi, however, regarded Richika as the unfit husband for their daughter, and therefore he told the brahmana, My dear sir, I belong to the dynasty of Kusa. Because you are aristocratic kshatriyas, you have to give some dowry for my daughter. Therefore, bring at least one thousand horses such as brilliant as moonshine, and each having one black ear, whether left or right. So this is to dissuade a person so that they cannot get married. But what happens? When King Gadi made this demand, the great sage Richika would understand the king's mind. Therefore he went to the demigod Varuna and brought from him 1000 horses that Gadi had demanded. After delivering these horses, the sage married the king's beautiful daughter. Therefore, thereafter, Richika Muni's wife and mother-in-law, each desiring a son, requested the Muni to prepare an oblation. Thus, Richika Muni prepared one oblation for his wife with a Brahmana Mantra and another for his mother-in-law with a Kshatriya Mantra. Then he went out to bed. Meanwhile, because Satyavati's mother thought that the oblation prepared for her daughter Richika's wife must be better, she asked her daughter for that oblation. Satyavati therefore gave her own oblation to the mother and ate her mother's oblation herself. When the great sage Richika, returned home after bathing and understood what had happened in their absence. He said to his wife, Satyavati, You have done a great wrong. Your son will be fierce Kshatriya. Able to punish everyone. And your brother will be a learned scholar in spiritual science. Now, now this sounds so corny, no? Alright, now I am going to give you an explanation which is in the current context. Let us say, there is a woman, and now she has a daughter, both of them are not having any husbands or something like that. Now they go to a sperm bank. Think, huh? this is a very interesting twist. They go to a sperm bank and they ask for something, you know, they have their... And imagine, there is this is, this is a very interesting twist which can happen in the future. You don't even know what it is and uh, incidentally I have already written a blog on it, unfortunately I have not yet posted it, so I'll, I'll post it later on once I finish my satsang. Today we are heading towards such a Yuga which is very very complex, it's very very different. Do you know in the United States they have the Supreme Court of the United States has come up with a ruling that all marriages, whether they are gay marriages or whatever, they are all now valid the validation of gay marriages in the United States—that means about 24 percent of this world has validated these kind of marriages. So that is America, Canada, the United States, and various other countries in that region, South America, Africa. These countries have validated it, and some some portions of uh, Europe has validated these kind of marriages. The only region where it is not, Australia also by the way, is Asia. Asia is still not validated anything. So, and the largest population of people in the world is in Asia. China and India constitute a huge chunk of this population. But you will find that 24% of this world is actually okaying marriages between two women and two men as well. Then what happens? Do you think there will be a next generation ever occurring? You will find that the next generation doesn't come into existence. Because two women cannot have children, two men cannot have children. So either they will have to go for artificial insemination or they have to go for surrogate motherhood. Whichever is possible. So they have to go in for that. And already the men are cutting themselves up from any future generation simply by not having any babies. Think about it from that point of view, how the future is going to unfold. And today many people in this world do not want to have a baby. So in the future you will find that the population of men will definitely decline because there is no such type of a thing existing in this world. And today you will find that even in countries like India where uh, there is uh, feticide happening So, there is an Abhiyan or basically a campaign is going on in India which allows females to survive. So, in the near future, in less than say about 15-20 years from now, you will find that the female population in this world has grown to a tremendous amount. They have started taking very important positions. Because uh, what we say as, uh, what do you call that in the corporate world? When you have, when you have to allow women also to join the board, it is diversity. diversity. Now diversity is what is going to come in the picture. And whether you like it or not, women will have to be appointed at the position. Companies like American Express uh, had very few women on top. And today you will find that more than 56% of the positions in American Express is occupied by women. This is uh, gender diversity that has happened in that company. So, there are many companies in this world which are doing this. Two women coming together also doesn't allow anybody to have children. So, how do they do it? And they will say, I don't want to have a kid. So, they will have to go in for a surrogate motherhood or maybe they will have to go in for, in the future, maybe babies will be formed in some, I don't know, some laboratory or something like that. So, this is a Yuga of Kali think about it from that perspective. The universe is moving in that direction and we need to see it going in that direction. So the only place where you will find that the existence of a male is maybe in a sperm bank. You don't even know that. An identification of the male or the female I mean will be done over there. Actually, if you go to see, this is this is something which is 100% bound to happen because being Kali Yuga, Kali's rise is 100% eminent, imminent. So yes, <laughs> so you will find that it is extremely important to follow this the entire thing. And yesterday we learned something very interesting. I didn't harp on it, but today I will tell you that Urvashi says. The nature of a woman. She already defined it. So think about it from this perspective. The Kali Yuga is only about women. It's only about the females. It's only about how they can. They don't need a man in their world anymore. So the start has already happened. It's going to continue and it will take its own course. Now we come back to the second yoga on the beginning of the third yoga so we have Parshuram over there Parshuram was in the second yoga by the way this is in the treta now the rise of this particular divinity is extremely important because kshatriyas the, the second caste supposedly which is the the leader position the position people who take the leadership role They were becoming very nasty. So let us see how this one works. So, like I was explaining, let us say a woman, these two women want to go to a sperm bank. Maybe a a woman will get a sperm of a man who is about 80 or 90 years old. You don't even know. How do you know? that is a young woman of 20 may get that and uh, and, the, and the mother who may be 40 years old or 50 years old I don't know at that time even women above 50 may have children I don't know she takes a sperm which is of a 20 year old then what happens there is going to be a problem so possibilities of this happening in the future is also there who says it is not there so specific things now when we talk about very specifically it is talking about oblation what is an oblation what you offer you know so think about it as an oblation so i gave you an example just to give you an idea that this mother and daughter they exchanged it so what happened the richika Muni prepared one oblation for his wife with a brahmana mantra and the mad- another for his mother-in-law with a Kshatriya mantra. Then he went out to bathe. He prepared these two oblations. Oblation. I told you, it's an offering type of a thing which is given. So I, I have given you the modern context of it also. I hope you understand. So meanwhile, Satyavati's mother thought the oblation prepared for the daughter Richika's wife must be better. She asked her daughter for that oblation. Satyavati therefore gave her own oblation to her mother and ate her mother's oblation herself, not knowing what is going to be the outcome. When the great sage Richika returned home after bathing and understood what had happened in their absence, he said to his wife Satyavati, you have done great wrong. Your son will be a fierce Satriya, able to punish everyone, and your brother will be a learned scholar in spiritual science. Now mother, now imagine, here the mother-in-law is there, and now they are going to have two children. And both will be brothers, isn't it? Doesn't it sound very funny? But you see, these kind of complexities exist in this world. And uh, du- during the times of... Think about it, during those times, in the second yuga, millions of years ago also this was there. Satyavati, however, pacified Richika Muni with peaceful words and requested that her son be like a fierce Kshatriya. Richika Muni replied, then your grandson will be a Kshatriya spirit. Thus Jamdangini was born as the son of Satyavati. Jamdangini is the father of Prasuram by the way. So we will come to that parshuram very shortly. So you understood how the complexities happened. Satyavati later became the sacred river Kaushiki to purify the entire world. And the son Jamdangini married Renuka, the daughter of Renu by the semen of jamdangini many sons headed by vasuman were born from the womb of renuka the youngest son then was named rama or parshuram so renuka is the mother and father is jamdangini and they had various children one of them the eldest one is called vasuman and the youngest one is called parshuram he was called ram Parshu means axe. The Ram who carries an axe. To differentiate between Sri Ram of Ayodhya and Parshu Ram. So Parshu is the one who carries an axe. The axe was gifted by his, uh, his master, rather, used to call him the father also. That is Shankara, Lord Shiva. Learned scholars accept the Parshuram as a celebrated incarnation of Vasudev who annihilated the dynasty of Kartavirya. Parshuram killed all the Kshatriyas on earth 21 times. When the royal dynasty, being excessively proud because of material modes of passion and ignorance, became irreligious and ceased to care for the law enacted by the Brahmanas, Parshuram killed them. Although their offense was not very severe, he killed them to lessen the burden of this world. King Parikshit inquired from Sukhdeva Goswami, What was the offense that the Kshatriyas who could not control their senses committed before Lord Parshuram, the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, for which the Lord annihilated the Kshatriya dynasty again and again? So, Parikshit is asking, What is this? I mean, why why would somebody go and kill someone else, even if the offense is so low or very small? I need to know this. So, Sukhdeva Goswami is explaining, the best of the Kshatriyas, Kartavirya Arjun, the king of the Hayayas, received 1000 arms by worshipping Tattra, the planetary expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana. He also became undefeatable by enemies and received unobstructed sensory powers, beauty, influence, strength, fame and the mystic power by which to achieve all the perfections of yoga such as anima, lagima, garima and all those. Thus having become fully opulent, he roamed all over the universe without opposition, just like the wind. Remember last time we were talking about somebody who who has this grandeur, someone who has the glory. He keeps on rising and rising and rising and he wants more and more and more. Now, I don't know whether the story of Kartiviri Arjuna is over here or no, but just to give you a small glimpse of it. Arjuna, he doesn't have so many hands in the beginning. So he goes and prays to Datatre. and Datatre becomes very pleased with him and says fine because you want to do too many things simultaneously I will give you thousand hands so you can do too many things simultaneously. So you understand the people say no Oh my God, I'm not able to do this, I'm not able to do that. Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do that? Con- there are too many Rajasik people in this world who want to do hundred different things simultaneously. So for them, the Lord says, fine, you want this kind of a thing to be done. I will grant you thousand hands. Go do the work. So imagine, you know, like when we saw the Spider-Man movie, You remember that great person who had so many hands and so many legs and how he was getting stronger and stronger by the day. Today we see Spider-Man movie and we feel, oh my God, such a great character he has created. The scientist with so many hands and all that kind of stuff. But think about it, during the second Yuga also, there was somebody who goes out and asks for this kind of thing. And the Lord says, okay, fine, I'll grant you. Because you pray so much, so you have to be granted. Now this happens during the time and the entire nation and the entire place gets very upset about the whole thing because he uses his hands for the purpose of destruction, for causing a lot of problem to people. The common folks are as affected. At that point in time everybody goes to Duttatre and says to him, Can you please undo the whole thing that is gone wrong in this world? A person who is given too much of power finally misuses the power. You will find that there are so many political leaders who have gone and misused the power. Okay? Now you will find that countries in, in the Central America in Africa and various other places, people like Mohammed Gaddafi, after so many years, has you know misused the power. You will find that there are people in Iraq. The people in Iran and various other places also who misuse the power after they got it. So, everywhere in this world there is a problem. Somebody who gets extra power, he misuses it. So the Lord creates, okay, an antidote for that. Normally when there is such a big problem happening, he creates himself. He recreates himself. So he takes an avatar. So Dattatre promised all the gods that he himself has granted Krithveriya Arjun so many hands Sahasrahar Arjun he becomes Sahasrahar that is one thousand hands so he says that I will ensure that I destroy him and the only person who can destroy him is the one who has granted him, isn't it? so finally he takes birth as Parshuram so Dattatre takes birth as Parshuram so finally if you see the lineage goes back to Krishna himself Parshuram comes in this world and he destroys the higher race because they have become so strong and powerful. So let us go back to the story. Once while enjoying in the water of river Narmada, now this is a, a story which we are backtracking back and forth. So let us see. The puffed up Kartavirya Arjun, surrounded by beautiful women and garlanded with a garland of victory, stopped the flow of the water with his arms. He had thousand arms, so he could stop the river flowing. Because Kartavirya Arjun made the water flow in the opposite direction, the camp of Ravana, who was set up on the bank of Narmada, near the city of Mahismati, was inundated. This was unbearable for the ten-headed Ravana, who considered himself a great hero and could not tolerate Kartavirya Arjun's power. When Ravana attempted to insult Kartavirya Arjun's in the presence of women and thus offended him. Kartavirya Arjuna easily arrested Ravana and put him in custody in the city of Mahishmati. Just as one captures a monkey and releases him neglectfully. So, here we have, remember this is during the time when Sri Ram was there. Arjuna, Kitavari Arjuna was very much in existence and Ravana who was in Lanka, who used to go all over the world trying to capture kingdoms. He had a kingdom called Mahishmati. Narmada river is towards Gujarat and the north, in the middle of India rather. So imagine this particular place, Mahishmati must be very close to that place. And if you divert the flow of the water and Sahasra Arjun was very strong, he was more, much more powerful than Ravana. So with his 1000 hands he was able to catch Ravana also and put him in jail. Once while Krithivera Arjun was wandering unengaged in the solitary forest, and hunting he approached the residence of jamdangini so now he wants to take uh, panga with parshuram's uh, father so let us see what he does the sage jamdangini who was engaged in great austerities in the forest received the king very well along with the king's soldiers ministers and carriers he supplied all the necessities to worship this guest for he possessed a kamadhenu cow that was unable to supply was able to supply everything the so kamadhenu is a cow it's a celestial cow she has got the capability of feeding anybody food can be given to as many people as you want so it is like uh, the parasmani type of a thing you know like you can say I want this so you will get it Ketavari Arjun thought that Jamdangini was more powerful and wealthy than himself because of possessing a jewel in the form of Kamadhenu, the cow therefore he and his own men the Hayhayas were not very much appreciative of Jamdhāngini's reception. On the contrary, they wanted to possess the Kamadhenu which was useful for the execution of the Agni Otra sacrifices. So this cow was very much useful for performing sacrifices. You could ask for anything on earth. Fruits or you know various kinds of things which may not be existing during that particular season. You could tell the Kamadhenu, can you please get me that and she would magically make them appear. Being puffed up by the material power. Kartavirya Arjun encouraged his men to steal Kamdenu. That is, Gamdangi's Kamadinu was stolen. Thus the men forcibly took away carrying Kamdenu along with her calf to Mahismati, Kartavirya Arjun's capital. Her calf uh, is you drink milk in Karnataka. Nandini. <laughs> Thereafter, Kartavirya Arjun left, having left with Kamdenu, Parshuram returned to the ashrama. When Parshuram, the youngest son of Jamdangini, heard about Kartavirya Arjun's nefarious deeds, he became angry as a trampled snake. Now he had anger sitting on top of his nose, you know, at the tip of his nose. So naturally when he comes to know that his father's cow has been kidnapped by these people, he gets very angry, taking up his fierce chopper the shield, the bow and the quiver of arrows. Lord Parshuram, exceedingly angry, chased Krithiwarya Arjun just like a lion chases an elephant. As King Krithiwarya Arjun entered his capital Mahismati Puri, he saw Lord Parshuram, the best of the Brigu dynasty. Coming after him, holding a chopper, shield, bow and arrow, Lord Parshuram was covered with a black deer skin and his matted locks of hair appeared like sunshine. Upon seeing Parshuram, Kartavirya Arjun immediately feared him and sent many elephant chariots, horses, and infantry soldiers equipped with clubs, swords, arrows, ristis, and satangis, saktis, and many similar weapons to fight against him. Kartavirya Arjun sent 17 full ashkavnis of soldiers to check Parshuram, but Lord Parshuram alone killed all of them. An ashkavni approximately consists of 21,870 chariots and elephants. It has got a hundred thousand, a hundred and ten thousand infantry soldiers and sixty-five thousand horses. One Ashkavani. So he sent, can you imagine, multiply this so many times, 17. Multiply that figure by 17 and that many soldiers and all were there. He sent them. So millions of soldiers and so on and so forth. Lord Parshuram being an expert in killing, The military strength of the enemy worked with the speed of the mind and the wind, slicing his enemies with his chopper, Parshu. Wherever he went the enemies fell, their legs, arms and shoulders being severed, their chariots drivers killed and their carriers, the elephants and horses all annihilated by manipulating his axe and arrows. Lord Parshuram cut the pieces, the shields, flags, bows and bodies of Krithvirjo Arjun's soldiers who fell onto the battlefield muddying the ground with their blood. Seeing these reverses, Kartavirya Arjun, infuriated, rushed to the battlefield. Then Kartavirya Arjun, with his 1,000 arms, simultaneously fixed arrows on 500 bows to kill Lord Parshuram. But Lord Parshuram, the best of the fighters, released enough arrows with one bow to cut to pieces immediately all the arrows and bows in the hands of Kartavirya Arjun. Now again, we will say you know, how how silly this can this can be. No. Have you ever heard of the American soldiers using something which is called the cluster bombs? It is one bomb and inside that there are cluster of bombs it, it sends shrouds to literally every place simultaneously They don't explode at one time The bomb explodes, it releases small small other bombs they start exploding all over the place So these are called cluster bombs So think about it, Parchuram is using one arrow which in turn releases a thousand other arrows simultaneously. Okay, so that is, we may think that it is just a, you know, imaginary thing, but no, it's not imagination. It is already happening today, so we can definitely take an example like that. You may say that there was no technology there at that time. I'm sorry, the technology was far more advanced than us because there was Sri Ram who carried away, who took the aircraft. Okay, from Lanka to Ayodhya, you'll wonder how that can be. Engineering feats were done. Like laying the entire you know, bed between Lanka and India. and That was done. So, how that was done? Today we use modern technology. Today the people have come up with bridges which can be built without the aid of any human beings for that matter. You will find that they are called, uh, they they basically start creating themselves. You know, today you can start creating an object inside a laboratory. You can create even a pastry if you want. And paint it the way you want it. It's like a molding machine which is doing the job. Alright. So, that is how it can be done. All right, so let us see. When the arrows were cut to pieces, Kartavirya Arjun uprooted many trees and hills with his own hands and again rushed strongly toward Lord Parshuram to kill him. But Parshuram then used his axe with great force to cut off Kartavirya Arjun's arms, just as one might lop off the hood of a sword serpent. Thereafter, Parshuram cut off, like a mountain peak, the head of Kartavirya Arjun who had already lost his arms. When Kartavirya Arjun's ten thousand sons saw their father killed, They all fled in fear. Then Parshuram, having killed the enemy, released the Kamadenu, which had undergone great suffering and brought it back with its calf in the residence, where he gave it to his father Jamdangini. Parshuram described to his father and brother his activities of killing Kartavira Arjun. Upon hearing these deeds, Jamdangini spoke to his son as follows. O great hero, my dear son Parshuram, you have unnecessarily killed the king, who is supposed to be the embodiment of all the demigods. Thus you have committed a sin. Remember, he has got the blessings of, <laughs> of the Tatra, The thousand arms. It's an again an allegory, and you just you have to think about what exactly do you mean? It only means this that you can do, a human being has got the capability of doing a thousand things simultaneously, multitasking. Okay. But We cannot do the multitasking because we have a problem, because we have one mind, one brain for that matter. And to focus in one action is extremely important. Though we can do two, three things. You can drive a car, listen to the music and even uh, talk on the phone. Simultaneously you can do three things. Not that you can't. But your ears will only listen to either music or to the phone. Correct? Now, the gods... What are the Gods? Gods are nothing but, they are called the power centers. Every human being has got power centers. Okay, You will ask me what is the meaning of the word power center? We call it potency. Potency. The ear, the inside ear has the capability of listening. Sound. The inside the eye, that is this external organ, inside that there is a capability of seeing now think about it this is called a potency a power now think this power is extended to the back of your head or you have an eye on your chest or your hands what would happen you'll have to do like this to see something right? Now let us say you have this kind of potencies all over your body, what will happen? You know, there is a fly, the house fly as we call it. The house fly has got an eye which has got a thousand lens. It can see anything in from any side. So we will have that kind of capability. So a fly has got a capability of seeing so many things simultaneously. okay? with one eye. With the one eye she can see right round from here to there. And even if there is a slight movement anywhere, if there is one shift somewhere over here, or over here, or over here, the fly comes to know immediately. So this is called capability of multitasking. One eye capable of thinking of so many things, doing so many things. Imagine, these are called potencies, individual potencies. So, an individual potency expanded a thousand times is given to a person. So, you will find that there are people in this world who can perform various deeds by using various, maybe their hands, their legs, their mouth or whatever. You see, the painters are there who can paint with their mouth also. They'll put a brush in their mouth and paint it. Or they'll put a brush in their legs and do it. They may be without hands. But you'll find their capabilities exist. It's the way in which we can enhance them. You can enhance the capabilities of anything, anywhere. So, Kartavirya Arjun is this potency, which is called demigods. The potency is a demigod. By the way, the same thing exists even in uh, Christianity, nobody knows about this because nobody knows that it exists. The potency is called the Aeons and Archons, there are two things. The Aeons and the Archons are called demigods, okay? They have demigods in their religion as well. but. Nobody knows about this kind of a thing because it is never advertised. Nobody has been given this knowledge. The Aeons and Archons are potencies which are granted to any individual who goes and asks for them. So, every human being has the capacity to do that. But we don't use it because we always think of ourselves as some Lallupanjo, you know, some idiot in this world. We think of ourselves that, I am incapable of doing this, I can't do this, it's not possible, this is impossible to do. But a person like Arjuna, kartavirya Arjuna, has got a thousand hands, which means that he could do so many things simultaneously. You can also do, you also have the capability. And these Aeons or Archons, Archons are basically angels by the way. You know, our angels. we call them, A-R-C-H-A-N-G-E-L-S, okay, very good so aeons are called gods or demigods okay demigods they are power centers or potencies now these are also there with you but we never use any potency in our world we always think of ourselves as people who are incapable of doing everybody has the potency you may say I don't know how to sing you know You may have a horrible voice, but look at all the great rock stars. You think their voices are great? They sing like this and we love their singing by the way. Some of the greatest artists of the American, you know, groups over there, they shout. And we love their shouting. They don't know how to play music. And then they go to, nah, 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 like that on the, on the guitar and we think, oh my god, this is so great. And we call it hard rock. Think about it. We call it hard rock. Somebody plays on, uh, you know, one empty dalda tin. Okay. And we say, oh my god, this guy plays it so well. He takes a hundred different objects. Okay. He will keep one tin, he will keep one dubba, he will keep one something else, and he will keep one glass bottle and he will just go all over the place and he'll say, Oh my god, this is so great. You why do you think it's a capability? It's because that person has never derided himself. He thinks that he can play on these hundred other things. Okay, have you seen the drummer of any group? Simultaneously, he plays so many things, right? And there is one person in South India, you know. I I don't remember his name. Some money, some money, kya money? He plays so many things. He does that. I mean, uh, you will definitely know that. Yeah. Some money, his yeah. name I don't remember. So think. Yeah. Br- not Bruce Lee money. Bruce Lee money is another person. This is uh, some other money. Um, I will remember his name. Anyway, so there are people like this in this world also. Why have they not discounted themselves? They think that they are capable. Shiva money. Yes, Shiva money is the name of the person. You sh- you can Google him and see, and you will come to know his capabilities. It's exactly how we think so remember everybody has got the capability of doing this you may have a horrible voice but yet you can sing in front of thousand people just recently I posted one person you know he could sing like Whitney Houston there was one video which I posted think about it ok There's a, there are these karaoke karaoke things where people can sing in somebody else's voice. It's a wonderful thing. You can do it, I can do it. The moment you give yourself this answer, I can do it. These gods are standing by. They are waiting for you to say, yes, now you can go. You know that in the, when you play football or some such type of a thing, there are, there are, there are players who are in the sidelines. They are waiting. And they are waiting and they are doing what, you know? The moment you find that somebody is injured or somebody is not playing properly, huh, the uh, captain or the manager of the team say during their half-time will call him, come here, come here, come here, you sit over here. You are an injured player, now we will send this as a centre forward. And they send us another person who is much capable as centre forward. Think, in your own world, you have so many capabilities. So Kritavariya Arjun is like that. You are also that. You have got potencies which are far beyond your ken and understanding. You just have to use them. And these gods, these are called demigods. Demi means half. Demigods. They are called power centers or potencies. You'll ask me, what do you mean by potency? Think about it. Fire is a demigod. Moon. Is a demigod, Moon. You remember people who can write books and stories like Harry Potter. She has got Moon's capability. She can write things which you can't think of. Okay. There is another railway station inside uh, London. I don't know where it is. Only Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling could think of a railway station inside that place. Think. This is the capability of the Moon. Power of thinking. The power of fire, we have got fire which can be used for so many purposes. You can use it, that means the way in which you can use it. There is a great company called Dyson, D-Y-S-O-N. Now this Dyson company has come up with a fan without wings. Can you imagine that, you can you can google D-Y-S-O-N and see for yourself. He has created a fan, where you can put your hand inside. Okay, it's not a fan, it's a different way of living. So, so think about it, this is how you can expand your capabilities. You can do too many things. And here we have one person called, uh, uh, you know, Chitti. Now, Chitti has done his masters in something. Today he is doing SEO in something else. And day after tomorrow he may keep come up with a website. And after that he may go and become uh, something else. <laughs> but if he allows himself to do that. If he doesn't allow himself to do that then he is zero. I can do it. This is not possible. I am not able to do. This is human trait. A person who gives negatives to himself. So give positives. Use the powers of the gods. These are called demigods, they will help you. So do you understand, this is how a person can become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. 1000 hands, if you are given 1000 hands, what can you do? And you know what you will say? Oh my God, where are we going to have the hands springing up from? How is God going to give 1000 hands? First to give 3 hands or 4 hands is difficult. Where is he going to attach them? So we come up with our negations. Why are you bothered? Where is going to give you the hands from? Maybe he'll make a centipede of you or a millipede. How do you know that? He will extend you like this and he will have a thousand hands then. That is God's problem, not your problem. But how to use them is your issue. Remember, God gives capabilities. It's your job to use them. Don't say, I don't know where the hand is going to get stuck. Why do you want to know all that? That is the engineering feat of the God. Okay? How he does it is his problem, not yours. Alright? So, now you understood Krithivariya Arjun is something like us. We are the Arjuns of this world. When we go and ask Dattatrej or great sages like him, my Guru, and say, Can you please grant me this? And he says, Tathastu. By the way, all these Ashtasiddhis and everybody, all the great gods, they keep on saying Tathastu all the time. "Tatastu" means, let it be. Tathastu. Let it be. Means, it will happen to you. Don't worry. But do you have that? Don't negate yourself every time. Don't ever say, Mere se nahi ho sakta hai. Ho sakta hai. Sab kuch ho sakta hai. It's, everything is possible you just have to think about it and don't close the doors because if one hand doesn't work the other hand is there if one hand is holding a bottle of water the other hand may be free no? what? so you can do something like that so I hope you understood them I gave you a long time in telling you what it means So you can be a Sivamani in this world yourself and you can be anybody in this world So, yesterday I saw a very beautiful film, 100 100, uh, feet journey. journey. Very beautiful film about how an Indian boy becomes a Michelin chef. Two star and then he goes on to become three star. It was there on TV. So, very nice film. It's worth watching. You can also see. Parshuram described to his father and brother his activities of killing Arjun. Upon hearing this deed, Jamdangini spoke to his son as follows. O great hero, my dear son Parshuram, you have unnecessarily killed the king who is supposed to be the embodiment of all the demigods. Thus you have committed a sin. My dear son, we are all Brahmanas and have become worshipable for the people in general because of our qualities of forgiveness. It is because of this quality that Lord Brahma, the supreme spiritual master of this universe has achieved this post. The duty of a Brahmana is to culture the quality for forgiveness which is illuminating like the sun, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Hari is pleased with those who are forgiving. See, we are all different kinds of people. Now we are all supposed to go up the food chain, isn't it? Like they say food chain. So you say the uh, chain of all these different, different people, like what? From Shudra to become Vaishya to become... What do you mean by Shudra to become Vaishya to become, uh, you know, Kshatriya to become Brahmana? Everybody starts as a worker, isn't it? We all start small. We all start as nobodies in this world. And we work for companies. We work as clerks, sorry. We work as small, small managers. I don't even know. After that, you are reporting to the bosses. The bosses are Kshatriyas. They are the BOSS, boss Kshatriya. That is the company head or somebody who is in charge. They are the ruling people and there are all the finance people also next to them they'll keep on saying oh you do this you get this money you do this you do so you can rise to that level also you can take a department of finance you know you can become a chartered accountant or something like that and roll in the money also or you can be a trader or a businessman or whatever you can be that or you can rise to the level of kshatriya once you rise to the level of kshatriya you become very rajisic in nature You want to achieve, I want to do this, I want to do that, da, 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 everywhere. And then after that you are supposed to rise higher than that. That is to become a Brahmana. A Brahmana is a cool guy. He is supposed to be nice, kind-hearted, so on and so forth. And he forgives everybody. Okay. Somebody does something wrong also, he doesn't bother. He forgives everyone. So that is the reason why his father is saying to Parshuram, you should be forgiving. You are a brahmana. Now what is this you are doing? You are trying to kill people, huh? You are not allowed in your race to kill people. The duty of the brahmana is to culture the quality of forgiveness, which is illuminating like the sun. The supreme personality of Godhead is pleased with those who are forgiving. My dear son, killing a king who is an emperor is more severely sinful than killing a brahmana. But now if you become Krishna conscious and worship the holy places, you can atone of this great sin. So, he says, now go and pray to Krishna, go. And that is the reason why you will find that Parshuram, he has to go. And he is supposed to meet his master. Because he doesn't know what he is supposed to do. He has killed 21 times people. See, this story is extremely small. It is it's, it's, it's an abridged version of it. But please understand, everybody has this capability. We all have capabilities and we all have things which we can increase our potencies, our potencies, that is the powers which we have. We can sharpen them, sharpen them, sharpen them to such an extent that it is possible to hear, possible to smell. If you, if you see this 100 foot journey, you will find that there is a very beautiful scene in the beginning where juhi chavla is the mother okay of this main character she is the wife of uh, ompuri now what she does is she prepares food and she by just smelling she is able to tell what are the kind of spices that have gone into it now you also have a nose but can you make out the spices that go into different indian foods you don't know so that is the reason why you can train your nose into smelling different things. You see, there is a there is a place uh, in in France where they teach you this kind of beautiful stuff. You can learn cooking over there. You can be a chef. And why is this Michelin stars awarded? The Michelin star star is awarded to the like you should you should watch a movie in that you will come to know why it is there the one star is called good two star is excellent and three star means you are the god so why three stars is because you know everything about cooking everything how it is done what is there even as this much amount of quantity that much amount of salt or this much amount of You know, any kind of thing that you add and the way you present it and the way people can understand the different different nuances of food that is why they are given such type of things. So think about it. You can also be one if you train yourself to be one. Like you can train your nose to have the different smells, understand the different smells. You can hear things which others cannot hear. People like Beethoven They could write music even after they were deaf. What? Think about it. Somebody who cannot understand, cannot even listen, can write it. How does that sound? So, if you actually look at it, you will understand that it is not a problem. Human beings have the capabilities and they can use it. So, we will stop over here. Okay.